want you to notice verse 7 of Acts chapter 6. It says, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So I want you to notice here in Acts chapter 6, we're seeing great things take place. I mean, the Holy Spirit has come. He's empowered the, the, those early Christians and just... I mean, it's taken off. We've got revival going on and great things are happening. Thousands of people are being saved. And, you know, because the church is growing so much, I mean, all of a sudden now they're trying to find out how to just meet the needs of the people. And so you've got the, the apostles. They're like, you know, we, we need to focus our time on prayer and the word, but we've got all oh, there's widows that have help, that, that need help. And so they end up getting these deacons so they can do uh, do these works that the church needs to do. It's not just about preaching. It's not just about praying, but there's literal ministering to people that you have to do sometimes. And so this is all good. These are great things that are taking place. And you see here in verse seven, how it says that the word of God increased. And I believe that this is something that we should still be doing as Christians today as a church. One of our jobs as a church is to increase the, is to increase the word of God. Now, Increasing the Word of God does not mean we're adding to the canon of the Scriptures that we have. Let me just say that right now. I do not believe this is a reference to the New Testament Scriptures being written. And you know, now we're going from 39 books. To, we got 40 books. I don't know what the first New Testament book was that were written. Uh, I think some believe it was James. And so it's a reference to James. He wrote those first five chapters. And now they got 40 books. Uh, no, that's not what that's talking about when it says that the Word of God increase but what uh, what does that mean exactly because i do i believe it's important that we continue this work of increasing the word of god you know especially in this community i mean obviously we want to do it everywhere we can but especially around here in rock falls i would like to see the word of god increased here and then it become a bigger part of this community and what goes on here so the first thing that we need to do as a church to increase the word of God is first off is just to make known the truth to as many people as possible. Just spreading truth. Look what it says in chapter 13 of Acts and verse 46. It says, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing ye put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldst be for the salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed, and the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. Now, I think most of you are probably familiar with what was going on, but in the early church, when it first got started, the focal point was just completely on Jerusalem and it's, or, or on Israel. They were mainly focused on the Jews because the Jews had a lot of prophecies that they were waiting to be fulfilled. They were expecting this kingdom that was going to come from Christ. And so in their mind, what, we've, what they had to do was they had to get all of the Jews on board with Jesus Christ and accepting him as the Messiah. And obviously it was God's will for all of them to be saved. But did you know it wasn't God's will just for the Jews to get the gospel? It was also God's will for the Gentiles to get the gospel too. Now, they didn't know this at first. The Holy Spirit hadn't revealed this yet. And so they're kind of just really focusing in on Israel. 
and they're not really thinking about that. But then, you know the story in Acts 10, how uh, God, through a vision, revealed to Peter that he needed to go to Cornelius' house, a man who was a Gentile. And, and Peter did. He went to Cornelius. He preached the gospel. He got saved, just like a Jew. He got filled with the Holy Ghost, just like the Jews. And Peter, all of a sudden, he said, man, I perceive that God is not a respecter of persons. I mean, anybody that wants to be saved can be saved. And so, all of a sudden now, it got to a point where the Jews weren't listening very good. It's like they had gotten most of the people saved that were going to be saved. And all of a sudden, they kind of started getting hardened. Uh, opposition started taking place. And so, we see here that, uh, that you know the Paul and Barnabas are like, all right, you know what, fine. If you aren't going to listen, we're going to the Gentiles. And so sure enough, they start going to the Gentiles. They're preaching to them and they're receiving it gladly. And it says in the word of the Lord was published throughout all the regions. So now all these areas that before had not heard the gospel are now hearing the gospel. This is the word of God increasing. And you know, sometimes as a church, if we're not careful... We can just get real focused on ourselves and we can start, you know, getting lifted up with how much we know. I mean, man, we, this church, we know more than anybody in town when it comes to the Bible. You know, we get into all the deep things. You know, we're not just a milk church. We're a steak church. You know, we got the meat. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're doing so good. But, you know, the thing is, we should also, as a church, be figuring out now, how can we get this teaching out to more people? You know, how can we make sure more people in this community know the things that we know. Great. You all know the gospel and you've got saved, but we've got people all over that aren't coming into this church every week. They're not hearing what's being preached from the pulpit. How are we going to spread this to them? How are we going to get it to them? And you know what? Thank God we've got tools like the internet today and we can not only spread what we're teaching here in our community, but we can also get it all over the country, all over the world. I mean, we've got people from different countries that, that listen and isn't that, that's wonderful that we're able to do that but that should always be a goal. That should always be something in our mind as a church is how can we increase this message? How can we get it out to more people? And that's why I don't understand churches too when they're just like, you know, I don't, I don't even want to do the live stream stuff. It's like, I mean, are you trying to hide your light under a bushel? I mean, you don't have, nothing in the Bible says that you have to use these tools. But I mean, most people throughout history have been looking for ways to get this out even more. I remember when people got excited about radio because, hey, that gets the word to more people. That's more people that we can reach. You know, and then television, that's more people we can reach. But it got to where you had to be rich to use those things. And now we have this wonderful thing called the Internet where even if you're poor, you can get those things out there. And it is, it's a fantastic tool because that is, that is our job. We we publish the word. And, you know, publishing the word, it's more than just going to a publishing company and getting it published in a book, even though that is a good word for it, too, because when you're writing something down and you're putting it in print, isn't that a way of spreading it even more? Because, you know, we can't be everywhere at once. We can't always be talking. We can't always be saying those things. So if we can print materials, if we can print Bibles, that is publishing the word of God. That is a, you know, this used to be, you know, the best form of media, a book. That, that was the best way to get it out, especially after the printing press came out. That was a, a, just a way that even more people can hear the truth, can get to the truth. And so when we're 
Uh, you know, we should try to find ways to do that, whether it be printing Bibles, you know, printing materials, making videos, spreading things on social media. Whatever spreads the Word of God the fastest, that's what we should be doing. And if they come out with something tomorrow that gets information out even faster, you know what? I think we should get on board with it and say, what can we do to use this to spread more truth? Why? Because we're trying to increase the Word of God. Obviously, we're not adding to the Scriptures, but we're trying to make sure these Scriptures get to more people. Because, you know, this Bible right here is not going to do a bit of good if it's just on a bookshelf. If it's ne- This Bible is pretty much worthless if it's never opened, if it's never read. I mean, what good is all this information if I don't look at it? So anything that we can do to get people looking at this information, we ought to do it. And there's nothing wrong with getting creative. There's nothing wrong with thinking outside the box on these things. There's nothing wrong with, you know, maybe doing something that the old timers didn't do, you know, because the old timers didn't have the tools that we have. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever it takes, we should do that. And so what, because here's the thing too, while we are publishing the word, while we're talking about all these wonderful things that we have, these wonderful tools we have, we've got to remember Satan's using these tools too. Because guess what? It's not all wholesome things on the internet, is it? He's using, he's publishing his lies on the internet. He's been publishing lies on the radio, on the television. He's been publishing lies with, you know, through, through the printed word and things like that. Satan's not going to quit using these things. But you know what? It's like more and more, a lot of Christians, they're wanting to, they're not wanting to use these things, but Satan, well, Satan is. And we've got to understand, we need to try to fight him on these things. We need to try to, you know, beat him to some of these people because Satan is out there publishing lies and counterfeits. In Acts 13, verse 50, it says, But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came to Iconium, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. And notice here how when they came and they're trying to preach to the people here, the Jews ended up getting them thrown out. They ended up getting them silenced and stopped. But you know what it did? They just went somewhere else. And you know what? That's what we need to do as Christians too. We're just trying to increase the word. And so if we're going somewhere and it's just nothing's happening, it's just dead, it's not receptive, you know, it's okay for us to just go somewhere else where it is more receptive. Because again, the word of God, it's not going to do anybody any good if people aren't hearing the word of God. If they're not going to listen then what's the point? What's the point of me standing there and yelling at somebody if they're not going to listen? We would be better off going somewhere where it's more receptive. And I'm all for, you know, using more um, acceptable means to get the word out. Now, I'm not against any method because, you know, different methods reach some people. For example, a lot of people talk bad about street preaching because it's not very effective. And I personally don't think it's the most effective way. But, you know, I think some people are reached through street preaching. I'm, so I'm not against it. If that's what you feel led to do, I mean, hey, it's better than sitting on your couch watching television. You know, you're, 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 at least you're doing something. But at the same time, me, I feel like my time is better served going to individuals. I, you know, I, I don't necessarily have... But there might be somebody who's more gifted. You know, there's some people... They have the personality, maybe the look and the ability to get the attention of a crowd. 
you know, and people might want to listen to them. I don't think I can do that. I think if I went out on a street corner and I got a bullhorn and started hollering, I don't think I would be that appealing to people. I think I would, I think I will do better using that method. But, you know, there might be that personality out there. It works for them. So, you know, we don't need to be down on people that are, have methods that maybe aren't the most effective. I'm just thankful they're publishing the word. I'm thankful they're getting it out there. But uh, at the same time, I don't want to waste a lot of time using methods that aren't working very well. And I hear people all the time tell me too, well, I don't think soul winning is a very good method. I don't think it's very effective. But no, you know what they never do? They never show me a better one. Because guess what? Your mailers aren't doing the job. You know, you doing nothing is not getting the job done. Hey, if somebody introduces me a better way to get the gospel to more people than door-to-door soul winning, I'll do it. You know, I'll get on board with it. But until then, you know, why don't they leave us alone and let us do what's working? Let us do what's being effective. And I'm all for improving things if you find a way to improve it. But I'm telling you, yeah, the mailers aren't doing it. The door hangers aren't getting the job done. It's, it's not, and the, that confrontational soul winning, I believe, works the best. And so, uh, you know, if, if we do nothing, we just need to understand Satan wins. Every time we do nothing, Satan wins because he's out there doing his work. His disciples are out there doing his work. And so we need to make sure we're doing our, our job. So uh, Acts chapter 20 and verse 18. So we're increasing the word of God while we're out there publishing the word, proclaiming it, just speaking it, getting it out there like that. But also by taking the time to not just say it, not just to put it out there, but to actually take the time to explain things to people. You know, a lot of us, you know, we think we're pretty good because we're keyboard warriors and we do the posts out there with scripture verses. And hey, that's great. Again, anything to get the word out there, that's great. If you want to go to a ball game and hold up a sign that says John 3.16, hey, you might get somebody to Google John 3.16 and look it up. You might do, that, that might do something. I'm all for anything that gets people looking at the Bible. It's, it's always good. It's better than nothing. Okay, it's better than, you know, that uh, Hillary for prison. Remember when we were seeing those everywhere, you know, our, it gave us a good feeling. But you know what? John 3.16 will accomplish more than that. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. But in Acts 20, verse 18, it says, that When they were come to him, he said to them, You know, from the first day that I came to Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears, and temptations which befell me by the lying and weight of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul here is explaining what he has been doing for him, and he's talking about how the things I taught you, I said these things publicly. He got up in a crowd and he said them, but he didn't just do that. He also went house to house. You know what he did? He took the time to make sure everyone was understanding what he said. To make sure in case they had any questions. He wanted to take the time to explain these things to them. And so when we are out there, you know, just proclaiming things, getting scripture out there, people are going to learn. But you know what? Sometimes people need a little bit of help too. Sometimes people need somebody to explain scriptures to them. 
And, you know, we do that. That's one of the things we often do whenever we're going soul winning, even if we're not necessarily given the gospel. When people ask questions and we're talking about the Bible, and we're explaining scriptures to them. Do you realize the more scripture that we cause them to understand, the more the word of God is increased? Because, again, we're not increasing the word of God by just printing Bibles if nobody opens them and looks at them. This Bible's worthless if nobody opens it and looks at it. You have to actually read it. But then, too, it's not enough to just read it. You know, you need to understand what you're reading, and sometimes people need help. We, we don't have to turn there, but you all know the passage in Acts chapter 8 with Ethiopian eunuch. He's reading a passage from Isaiah, and he doesn't understand it. Well, you know what? Go ahead and read it, because I do want to point something out to you in this. Acts chapter 8, verse 28. It says, In returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. And look at this. And the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Notice how the whole, and you know, I believe the Holy Spirit does that. Where there's going to be times where maybe you see something and the Holy Spirit says, you know, you should go talk to that person. You know, you should go try to witness to them. You should go try to give them a gospel track. And especially if you see them doing something. I remember one time I was at a restaurant and I saw a lady, she was actually reading a chick track. And I saw her there reading it. And, you know, I was like, this would probably be a good time to ask her, hey, do you know what this is all about? And she was just like, yeah, I'm already saved. I just like reading these. And so I was like, all right, well, I didn't know if maybe found it or not. But, you know, if you see somebody, like, if you were out somewhere and you see somebody reading a track, that's a good opportunity to go and to give them the gospel. Don't, or, or even just reading the Bible. Don't just assume because somebody's reading the Bible that they know what they're reading. Maybe they're looking for something. And so... Point those things out. You know, if, if you see those opportunities where somebody's doing something that might give you the idea that they're looking for something spiritual, you know what you should do? You should go join yourself to that person and make sure that they understand what they're reading. You know, it's, I, I like our tracks. I think our tracks are well written, but it's possible somebody might read it and not understand it. You know how many people know John 3.16 yet still think you have to do works to go to heaven even though it says whosoever believeth in him? I mean, people need help with these things because there's so many lies out there and you know it, i'm amazed you know what? i am amazed i keep running into these people how many people know james 2 i'm amazed how many people know faith without works is dead and have the wrong idea about it i mean the false prophets have been successful at publishing their perverted interpretation of that passage i mean that has gotten out there you know what we've got to do we've got to get the truth about that out there and, you know, and whether we do that through, you know, posting videos about it or whatever, anything that straightens people out on it is a good thing. The other day in Dixon, I mean, I did, I went through, um, I was talking to two people and they brought up James two. And you know what we did? We went through that chapter verse by verse. And the one guy got it. The one lady who was a witch, she didn't, yeah. She, she didn't seem to get it. She told me she was a witch. I'm not just calling her that. She said she was. Uh, but, you know, but that, that guy got it. You know, and, I, and I believe he was saved. But you know, he, was, he was very confused on some things. And that was one of the passages he brought up. And we went verse by verse. I mean, you could just see the light bulb you know, above his head. I mean, he got it. And you know what happened then? The word of God was increased. All of a sudden now, this guy has a greater understanding of the passage and he, you know, and that's going to that's going to help him out here in Acts chapter eight. 
when he's reading this, he doesn't understand it. It's a prophetic passage. It's a prophetic passage about Jesus written during a time when the name of Jesus had not been revealed, when many things had not been revealed. But you know what God did here? God used one of his men, Philip, to explain what the scripture said through preaching. You know what he did after he read it? He preached him Jesus. And then all of a sudden, this eunuch, he got it. He, un- he understood uh, what he read because somebody helped him out with it. And then he ended up getting saved and he got baptized right there. You know what that was called? That was called the word of God increasing. I, you know, when he's reading Isaiah, it was accomplishing a little bit, but it accomplished a whole lot more when somebody came along and they helped him understand it. So folks, understand every time you're out there helping people understand the Bible, you are increasing the word of God. You're increasing the word of God. And that's one of our, our jobs as a church. We've got to be educating as many people as we can on these things. But not only do we uh, increase the word of God by publishing the word of God, by printing it, by reading it, by proclaiming it, by explaining it, by getting out there. But this is an important one by obeying it, by obeying it. You know what? Who cares, kids? If you all know the verse, children, obey your parents and Lord, you've got it memorized. If you don't obey your parents, if it doesn't get you to obey your parents, then what good is it? All it does then is condemns you and gets you in trouble with God because you're just in greater disobedience. Now, and same thing for adults. You know, what good are the Ten Commandments to us if you have the Ten Commandments memorized, but you're still out there murdering people? You're still out there committing adultery. You're still stealing. If you're still doing all these things, what good is it? And in 1 Thessalonians, turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. When we actually put into practice the Word of God, that is us increasing the Word of God. Because God didn't just write these things so they would be written. He didn't just write these things so we would know what was right and what was wrong. He wrote these things so we would do them or so we would not do some things. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, it says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Watch this. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. Notice that what Paul said right there, your testimony, your actions have taught people in other cities what to do. Not just, I mean, everywhere where people are hearing about what you are doing, it is teaching people things and we don't even have to speak it. We don't even have to say, you know, there's some things as a pastor that, you know, I really don't want to have to speak that people should do. You know, it, it, it helps when you all just do it. Okay? So, for example, you know, there are, there's, there's the things that, you know, you know, the less popular subject, you know, when it comes to like just how to, uh, you know, dress in church, how to act in church, just to show up. For, I don't want to I don't want to get up here every week preaching about church attendance. You know, I don't want to I don't want to get up here preaching about faithfulness, preaching about separation. You know, I don't want to do that all the time. But did you know? 
when we have a church where people are just doing those things, everybody figures it out, even if I don't preach on it. Because you know what they do? They actually see it on display. They see it being lived. They notice this different way of life. They notice these actions that you all are doing. And then after they see these things, you know, many times they figure it out on their own, but they might start asking about it. And then we show them the Bible. But the thing is, you already preached it by living it. And it's a, it's a huge help. It makes a big impact. And he's saying, we don't even need to speak anything. You know, and I, as, as a pastor, there's a lot of things I shouldn't have to even tell new people. They should just figure it out when they come here because they see it in all of you. They see your obedience. They see you practicing these things. And if they do, if they see that, they're going to pick up on it. And we don't even have to say anything. And folks, that is the reality. Um, how many have seen that, saw that video where there was like a doctor's office or something. And they did that thing where they like made this noise. And then one person just like stood up. And then he would like sit back down. And then all of a sudden other people started doing it too. And before you knew it, literally everybody in this room is just standing up whenever this noise would go off. But nobody knew why they were doing it. But yet they did it. <laughs> why? Because everybody was doing it. And, they, and you know, that, that's why most people wear masks out there today. And not because everybody was doing it. I mean, it's stupid. It didn't make any sense. But everybody was doing it, so let's do it. Now, most people aren't doing it. So most people aren't doing it now. And, that, and so the you know, news media and the government's throwing a fit, trying to get everybody back to it. But, you know, but most people, they just, they just kind of go along with things. And there is, there is certain expected behavior in society, you know, just because that is the way things are commonly done. There's just like these common courtesies and things. And, but I say all that to say, your actions, they speak very loud. Actions speak louder than words. So when we as Christians are going out there and we're living the Bible, that says something. That increases the Word of God. That educates people. And so we want to make sure we do that. He says in verse 9, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised up from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So these people, their actions they did, it showed some things. It taught some things that all of us should know and all of us should, and we should still be teaching people these things. Just like this church in Thessalonica, just like they taught other cities through their action, we need to be teaching other people through our actions. We need to set the example. And if, and if our actions are according to the Bible, then you know what we're doing? We're increasing the Word of God. We're showing people how it's done. And, you know, a lot of people are visual learners. You know, some people learn better visually. Some people learn better through reading something. But some want to see somebody act it out. Show me how this is done. Let me watch you. And you know what we need to do? We need to understand that people are watching us. And we need to show them how this is done. That's our job as God's people. And so, the third thing we want to show you is it's also important that we help others understand all of the laws of God and their purpose. So when it comes to increasing the Word of God, so not only are we proclaiming it and all that, but, because uh, we've already kind of covered that, but here's the other thing we want to do. 
We also should want to increase how much of the Bible people know. Because, for example, you know, everybody knows Judge Not. Every, you know, everybody knows John 3, 16. That's a good one. You know, everybody knows faith without works is dead, even if they don't understand it just right. But you know, you know what we need to do? We need to, we need to get back to introducing people to more of the Bible. There is so much Bible today that is just never, ever touched in churches. That it's like people, they don't want to go there. You know, you know there's a lot, there, a lot of people, it's like they're embarrassed by the Old Testament. They're embarrassed by those laws and all the death penalty and all the things that we see in there. It's like they're embarrassed by those things. But folks, these things are very important for people to understand. These things, they, they're going to educate people in so many areas. We'll cover some of these here in a little bit. But in Matthew 5, 17, this is Jesus speaking here. And he said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he should be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same should be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So folks, this law is not destroyed. Okay? That Old Testament, did you know that it's still good? Do you know if we don't follow those laws in the Old Testament, we will go to hell unless we receive salvation. But folks, if we don't teach people the law, why would they need salvation? Okay, we cannot go with this you know, trendy type of preaching where we talk about Jesus without talking about why we need Jesus. And I get it. It sounds good. Oh, we just want to focus on Jesus. I get that. He is the focal point. But if we don't teach people why they need Jesus, then you know what? They're not going to want Jesus. You know what? You know how we teach people why they need Jesus? We go and we show them the laws of God. We show them all the things in there that are good. And how are we going to convince somebody that they deserve to go to hell if we can't even convince them that they deserve to die for sins that they've done? We have to show that. Oh, but it's not popular. Well, but it's true. It's true. And so we need to be increasing the Word of God and covering and covering more of these things. We The law teaches us that we are sinners in need of a Savior, Romans 3.31 says, do we then make void the law through faith? In other words, since salvation is not by the works of the law and by faith, are we canceling out the law? Is that what we're doing? Because that's what a lot of people are acting like. Well, we're under grace today. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Meaning, we're in the age of grace. No. All of us are under the law if you're not saved. And you're not under grace until you get saved. When you get saved, you no longer are held accountable to that law. You have the imputed righteousness of Christ. And so you're saved, you're saved from that. But folks, if you're not saved today, you're under the law. You know, and I'm not even going to recommend you trying harder to keep that law because you've already messed up. You're just in trouble. You know, you know what you need? You need to call on the Lord for salvation is what you need to do. So the thing is, the law is not void. You know, what we, you know what Paul said? He said, yay, we establish the law. Hey, folks, when we say that salvation is by faith, you know what we're doing? We are confirming that the law is good, but I am carnal. The law is good, but I am sinful. The law is good, and it condemns me. But my, and, but my only hope is faith in Jesus Christ, and thankfully... 
We can be saved by faith in Jesus Christ because of the fact Jesus didn't come and destroy the law. No, he fulfilled the law. So since he fulfilled the law and he paid that penalty of sin, all of these things that I can go back into the law and see that I've broken, that I've messed up, I can also see that, you know what, there's still hope because a sacrifice was made on my behalf. And, if I, and, the, and the Bible says in the law, the just shall live by faith. And so if I'll put my faith in what Jesus Christ did for me, I can still go to heaven. But you know what? We've got a lot of people today. They don't understand it. There's a lot of people in church today. They think that they are good enough to go to heaven. You want to know why they think that? Because they don't know the law. Somebody needs to show them all these things in the law. Somebody needs to put it in their face and say, you know, here's something you did that you should have been put to death for. And then, you know what they're gonna, they should do? They should look at that and say, man, I'm bad. You know what? Jesus is the only way. And you know what? Maybe if we taught the law a little bit better, if we actually went to more places in the Old Testament and showed what the Bible said, maybe people would stop saying that you have to repent of your sins in order to be saved. Maybe people would figure out, oh, nobody can repent of their, all their sins. I mean, I still sin every day. That's probably a dumb way to put that. You know, I think we. I, I think maybe I'm going to say I'm going to start saying that a little bit different, so I don't send the wrong message. I want to make it really clear: salvation is faith in Christ. It's believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I'm sinful, I'm still sinful, but I have imputed righteousness. It is not my works. It is not my reformation. It is not my changed life. If we taught the law better, I think people would see that. But unfortunately, people have it in their head. We're in a new dispensation. We're in this new age. Therefore, Old Testament doesn't matter. Folks, the Old Testament does matter. All those laws are still good. And, but thankfully, we are not judged by that law if we are in Christ. If you are saved today. And understand, the more of this Bible that we're teaching, the more people are going to understand the New Testament. The more people are going to understand things like the gospel. You know what? It's going to get rid of any debate that's in the gospel. You know, there's a lot of people today that consider themselves Christians that debate a lot of the finer points of the gospel. That, and there's some people too that sound pretty close but are pretty far off too. You know, when you look at Calvinism and things like that. You know, but at the same time, you want to know what is going to clear up all those debates on the finer points of the gospel is understanding the Old Testament, understanding the law. That's what's going to help help fix all that. So you know what we need to do? We need to teach all of the Bible. We need to teach the major prophets, the minor prophets, the book of Leviticus. These things still matter. These things are still greatly beneficial for us. And unfortunately today, in many churches, they never open up those books of the Bible. They never go to those passages at any time. And then they wonder why people aren't understanding other things in the Bible. But I believe we need to be teaching every bit of this Bible that we have and maybe if we did people would start to understand the purposes of those laws too they would understand the things that were just ceremonial things that were looking forward to christ the things that were completed they would understand the laws that were for the jews as a physical nation and as a physical people that we are not anymore we are not a physical people we are a spiritual people we do not have a physical land and a physical country we are a spiritual country, so you know what we're not doing? We're not going out there trying to possess the earth militarily, are we? We're not trying to even take America militarily and enforcing our laws on people. We're not doing that. We don't have a theocracy. You know, that was something for them. We can still learn from those things. We can get principles from those things. 
But a lot of people, they, they never studied it, so they don't understand it. They just see everything all in the Old Testament as in the same category. They don't see the things that were like civil law, things that were for the stranger that was in the land, things that should be for everyone. You know, these laws were never done. There are some laws that were never done away with. There are things that are even repeated in the New Testament. But you know what? Most people today, they're not being taught these things because too many preachers are embarrassed to read Leviticus 20.13 and Leviticus 18.28. And they don't want to know how to explain that to people. But you know, you need to figure it out because we need to increase the Word of God. More people need to be familiar with these passages. And you know what? The Word of God, in reality, it is of none effect if we don't obey it. Great, you know it, but you don't obey it. Well, in Mark 7.13... Jesus said, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you have delivered, and many such like things you do. These guys had traditions that they were putting over the word of God that actually caused them to disobey the word of God. Therefore, it had no effect. Did you know that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved has no effect on you if you won't call on the Lord for salvation? You need to actually obey that in order for it to have an effect and so the thing is our obedience to the word of god is just another thing that spreads the word of god that increases the word of god and we need to do whatever needs to be done to just make more and more of god's word known to man we need to figure out try to come up with ways to figure out how to make the things that we know known by more people and Getting people into this church to hear, that is a way, that is a good way, that is a fantastic way for people to learn, but, but you know, that's pretty challenging getting people in here, isn't it? But you know what? We, that's not the only way. We can also go out there and spread, the, spread this word. We can use the internet. We need to take advantage of these things because the world always wins when the word of God is increased. We can't hide our light under a bushel. And we don't help anybody by just concealing truth. You know what? We need to let the truth get out. We need to let the truth get out. And that's what was happening in the book of Acts. That's why so many great things were happening. The word of God was being increased, meaning people were out there speaking it. They're proclaiming it. They're obeying it. They're doing it. And in doing that, it made a real impact. And you know what? I don't care how much Bible you all learn here. We will not have an impact on this community if we don't obey it. We've got to obey it, and we've got to we've got to proclaim it. And if we do that, we can make a real difference in this area. So let's pray, dear Lord. I thank you so much for this uh, exciting story that we see in the Book of Acts and the wonderful examples we have. I pray you'll help us be inspired by these things. You'll help us to put these things into practice, and that we will uh, do whatever we've got to do, Lord, to get the word out to as many people as possible. And I pray you'll help us be successful. I pray you'll help us to be obedient these things. In your name we pray. Amen.